Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is going to be a forum that was chosen by the audience of my live show, which happened last week. And you know, I gave people four choices. The four choices were, one, something extremely racist. Two, something about penis lengthening. Three, what was three? Oh, something normal but stupid. The usual dumb things that I read. Um, like confessions or something not salacious but stupid. Or sneeze fetish erotica. Now, not everyone knows that I've had a couple of private requests to read some sneeze fetish erotica. And I thought I'd give the audience the choice to vote on it. And they voted. It was a close call between penis enlargement and uh, sneeze fetish erotica. But penis enlargement won. I think if you watch the video of the live show, which is on the blog, you'll have to agree. Totally fair. <laughs> anyway, so the penis enlargement form. Now there's a bunch of penis enlargement forms. And we'll see if I stick it with one or if I go with several because there's just so much information that's out there to share. So as with all insular communities, the uh, penis enlargement community is not unique in that it has a bunch of like terms and things that you should know before going in. Now, I just want to talk briefly about the, just from the Wikipedia page about um, penis enlargement, just so that you know what you're in for. Um, possibly um, self-applied methods or cosmetic, um, trimming the pubic hair or losing weight, pills and supplements, which are offered over the internet, uh, the penis pump, which is something that you stick over your penis and vacuums out the air and makes your penis bigger for a little while than the stretching where you have an extender device that pulls on your penis uh, and then there's this term that i've read a lot and i had to look up here on the wikipedia for penis enlargement which is called jelking and i'll read the description of it of jelking jelking and quote-unquote jicock is a penis enlargement method intended to make the penis larger by exercising tissue in the penis with the goal of permanently increasing the maximum erect size of the penis. This technique, also called milking, involves wrapping the thumb and index finger what? Okay. involves wrapping the thumb and index finger around the penis while semi-erect and repeatedly drawing them away from one's body to force blood into the glands, thus encouraging more vascularity in the corpus cavernosum and associated tissues. There are many products, tools, instructions that one can buy. However, much of what they offer instructions is available on the forums and free websites. However, this information is not usually composed or supported by medical professionals, and thus can be inaccurate. Jelking is typically preceded by a warm-up and a hot compress on the genitals and concluded the same way. The reasoning behind the warm-up mimics the normal operation of the biological processes of the penis during the four stages of arousal. The third stage is heat. Jelking may lead to damage of the penile tissue and may also result in permanent scarring and permanent discoloration of the penis. Among other things, there is a moderate risk of damage to and rupture of the penile veins and capillaries. One should always take caution when performing this exercise. And then there's clamping, uh, and I'll read that too just because it's so gross. Clamping is a risky and dangerous technique. The goal of clamping is to increase the girth of the penis. This enlargement technique uses a constricting device such as a shoestring, cable clamp, or a tight cock ring. The device is firmly tied, clamped, or put respectively on the base of the erect penis while edging, extending masturbation with a firmly erect penis. Use of a metal cock ring is not advised because trapped blood engorging the penis can make it impossible to remove without amputation or emergency interventions such as sawing the ring off. Clamping is considered extremely dangerous by both practitioners and the medical community as it can cause permanent catastrophic damage to the penis. 
And finally, hanging. Hanging is perhaps the oldest self-applied method of penis enlargement. Weight hanging consists of attaching a device, usually a rope or a strap, that grips the glands or just behind the glands and allows a weight to be suspended for a specific amount of time. Then a conscious effort is made to exercise the penis by raising the weight in repetitions lasting no more than 5 to 10 minutes at a time. Starting with the smallest and lightest weight, 1 16th of a pound to the heaviest, usually a quarter pound or more, to increase the strength and stamina as well as elongation of the penis. Weight hanging, however, can carry serious risks, which include nerve damage, chronic pain, scarring, and impotence. The idea behind weight hanging is to stretch the tunica albuginea and other various tissues of the penis. The general effect is to elongate the penis, though widening can occur commonly at the base of the penis. Hanging carries additional health risks due to the restriction of blood flow to the glands, including testicular cancer. Many tribal practitioners of weight hanging are impotent, although urination is unaffected. So there you go. More than you ever wanted to know, or maybe you're just beginning to know about penis enlargement. All right, enough of that. Let's get into the actual discussion of penis enlargement. And the form we're going to be visiting first is PE Gym, which stands for Penis Enlargement Gym. So the first thing we'll read from PE Gym is in the... P.E. Jim's Forum, Subforum, P.E. Theory, and Science Forum in a thread entitled Finger Girth in Relation to Penis Girth by Saiyan22. And he writes, Hey guys, my girlfriend Julie and I were talking and she said that she knew my penis was long before she even saw it from looking at my long fingers when we first met. I have no idea where she got this, but she said that if a man has big, thick, meaty fingers, then he will most likely have a thick, meaty penis for his thick hands to wrap around. Her ex-boyfriend with the extreme 7.6 inch girth that I told y'all about in my early thread, apparently has some big, fat, meaty fingers to go along with his penis. Do you guys think there is some truth to finger girth and penis girth being related? And John Pop writes, Well, if that's true, then I'll have to do some finger exercises to coincide with what I have now. He... And Still Want More writes, There's been no sign of documented proof that any part of the body relates directly to the size of a man's penis. Unless I'm missing something, please bring forth the documentation. And Cyan22 replies, I don't have any documentation, nor am I saying that I believe it. My girlfriend and some of her female friends said that any guy that they have been with that had a thick penis normally had thick meaty fingers and palms too. I was just asking if anyone had heard about this theory elsewhere. And John Pop writes, this theory has been debunked. Same with big feet, long nose, etc. And Andy Rue writes, I'm 6'2", and have pretty big hands, 8 inches from the top of the middle finger to the base of my palm. But my hand really isn't all that meaty or anything. My member is just over 6 inches erect length, and around 5.25 erect girth. So I'm not part of any stereotype there. There's a guy on my rowing team, though. He's about 5'6", and has fairly small hands. But I saw him in the shower the other day, and it's possible that he is a shower, but his partner in crime would look a lot more impressive than my own. Though I'm definitely a grower, since my flaccid measures around 3 inches. And Scott X1X writes, Finger girth might LOL. I have skinny fingers. I can say that I def have the length, but def not the girth. I measure around eight and a half, and girth measure never, but I can take my thumb and pointed finger and make a circle, and that's the girth of the okay sign, LOL. I guess you can't have it all, LOL. And Elias writes, Yeah, I'm not buying these theories either. Of course, there are coincidences like in Say in 22 story, but I don't think there's any real connection between dick size and finger size or toe size. Just a lucky strike. I have quite small fingers and really small toes, but still above average dick size before starting to PE. So that doesn't fit the theory. But anyways, whatever the truth is, at least we know how to grow our cocks. Maybe there is a website where other guys grow their fingers and toes. 
And PB Freakon writes, My girlfriend claims to no end that big hands mean a big dick. She says it has proven true every single time so far. Now, I don't have a large penis, though she thinks I do. But it's a bit above average, and my hands are 8 inches from the bottom of my palm to the tip of my middle finger. It must be true. I can't imagine it means anything. Girls just like to think things like that. Hmm. Didn't mean to revive a dead thread. Ha ha. Didn't notice the dates jump back so quickly as the pages move back. Sorry. And Subdued writes, Dudes, this is weird, but I know of three ladies who live by this clue. Take the thumbs and put them together. This is an indicator of the girth of the erect state, plus or minus half an inch. My buddies and I personally checked ourselves when time alone happened. All reported it was very close. The palm to the end of the middle finger for us was plus or minus one inch, except one who is well endowed. He has what everyone is working towards and states no girl can take it all in any position. 12 inches is a lot, and he states it tends to buckle on the long stroke. Our erection quality is better at 9 and under. He is not interested in PE. When asked if he would consider edging or anything to help with EQ, he has done all three of the ladies, and they all said it was just okay. Buckle seems to be a major drawback on the long stroke. The finger girth matches closely, even him. And the next reply is by NP97, who says, What I was just thinking, I can't make any sense of what you said. And moving on. And the next thread we'll read is in the PE Theory and Science Forum, in a thread by Stumpy Tune, entitled, Whey Protein and PEing. And it goes like this. Not sure if this is the right forum for this, but here goes. I have recently started using whey protein as a supplement for my full body workouts. Since my dick is basically a muscle, would using whey protein after a PE workout have any positive effects on my long-term gains? And Reet B writes, The dick does have muscles in it, but it is much more complicated than that. There are tissues, fibers, etc., all to be considered as well. I've experimented with a whole host of supplements, and I do not believe whey protein will do anything specifically for PE gains. To coin an old phrase on here, the only way to gain is to do the exercises. If you want to use the supplements, there are many more specific ones that have been proven to be effective. L-arginine, zinc, vitamin B6, ginkgo, ginseng, green tea, etc. can aid with things like blood flow, vasodilation, etc. And Jack X writes, Reet B is right. Whey protein will do nothing for PE. LOL. Is just protein. Even for your muscles, the best supplement in the world is real quality food. Powders and other stuff are a compliment. And Lucifer writes, Actually, protein builds tissue. Fat and carbs are used primarily for energy, brackets carbs, and fat is converted and fat is converted hormones, cholesterol and testosterone, for example, is used as a lubricant, etc. I think that supplementation with protein would help building the tissues of the penis, but don't expect a miracle. Your body has a set ability to regenerate and it is very difficult to speed it up. And Vulcan writes, The only situation that I could envision affecting PE in terms of protein would be if someone was malnourished. Yes, take away if you are not getting much protein from your meals, but do not expect much. Egg whites are good for semen volume in my experience. And Leg Doctor writes, Whey protein is great, but it is a fast-acting protein and only hits muscles that have been worked real hard and are crying out for protein. You sure ain't going to work your penis muscle that hard, so don't bother. If sports supplements helped, then think about it. Every guy would inject his penis with anabolic steroids and it would get massive. Unfortunately, there are no shortcuts to cock success. And anyone that thinks whey protein is crap really doesn't know what it means to get big. And Slow, Deep, and Hard writes, Whey protein is a superfood, and it's one of the few supplements that have zero known negative side effects. 
If you make a whey shake with berries, bananas, fresh fruit, it's just about as healthy as it gets. The boxer Bernard Hopkins is at the age of 46, the, the oldest Linear champ. He stats that no one eats more healthy than him. And guess what? Most of his protein intake comes from whey. People don't understand that it's not because whey protein will directly make the penis bigger, but being very healthy will make you penis recover faster and that support growth. I like to be sure. So I have a protein shake slash critin with blueberries and banna right before my PE session. I know it's good for me and as a it also leave feeling great the rest of the day. My two cents. And we leave that thread and move on to an educational thread in the beginner's subforum in a thread entitled Edging 101 by King Pole. And it goes like this. Edging 101. How to. 1. Get an erection. You're going to be at it a while, so privacy and no distractions are the best conditions to start an edging routine. 2. If you are a two-second man, ejaculate first. Wait for the return, then proceed to edge. Masturbate. 3. Use a good lube. KY jelly is is too drying. Use a good hand lotion. 4. Stroke the base of your erect penis slowly. Move up towards the frenulum. The frenulum is the trigger. This is what makes you come too soon. Avoid the frenulum unless you feel it is time to come. Remember, edging teaches you to be in control, not your biological sensations. 5. If you feel the urge, start to move back down to the base again. Keep the stroke slow at first. Don't stroke fast until you have mastered edging. 6. When you feel you're about to come, stop edging until the sensation leaves, then resume edging, masturbating. P-O-N-R means point of no return. At this time, you can play with your nuts. Explore the G-spot you did not realize you had in this area until the sensation to ejaculate subsides. You will learn when your shaft is loading up with cum to ejaculate. When you feel it in the base, you can stop jerking off at this point instead of waiting for it to travel higher up the shaft. After a few months of doing this, those stoppages will become dry orgasms, ejaculating without coming. This is a very spiritual experience. Added 7710. Now, eventually, once you have mastered base stroking and you can last 20 minutes, your edging session should now include the entire shaft of the penis. Stimulate the entire thing from the base to tip and back again. When you can delay ejaculation from stimulating the entire shaft for 20 minutes, then you would likely start lasting longer during vaginal sex. And Larger writes, great post. I think this will be useful for anyone out there not sure how to edge like myself. Ha <laughs> ha! I read somewhere you can kegel also to help yourself from ejaculating instead of just stopping the strokes. Kegling is what practice for your PC muscles for certain exercises like this, right? I thought edging also was to increase the amount you spray. Thanks again, KP. And King Pole writes, yes, that is what I forgot to put in. Kegel, kegel, kegel. Hold that kegel right when you're going to shoot, and you will shoot far. I'm sure I read this somewhere. Can't think where. And Larger replies, In order to edge properly, it is good to know other terms about what your body will do. When your penis is becoming filled with semen, emission, it usually feels like you have to take a piss really bad. Kegel during emission until the urge to ejaculate subsides. And you also get to control your orgasms as you practice this. I guess I've been doing kegels since I was 13 or younger since I can hold for over a minute already. I just didn't know what they were called. Don't forget to kegel. And King Paul writes, I can hold a kegel for 45 minutes. It's not a strong clinching kegel, more like a moderate BC kegel. And King Pole adds, new lesson, relax your entire body. 
edging or ballooning should be done laying down. Relax all your muscles, even your eyelids. The only thing moving should be your hand stroking your cock and BC muscles contracting ever so gently. Porn causes too much excitement. You do not get fully erect into a ballooning state and from the excitement you can come too soon. Try listening to good edging music like Enigma or Journey or Chardé, music that has a nice constant rhythm but is not over loud or too heavy. Anything that can get you into a meditation state. While in the meditation state, say to yourself in your mind in a soft, calm, slow voice, My dick is getting bigger every day. Harder, thicker, and I can last as long as I want. Your wives will thank you for it. And more gains writes, King Pole, ever get a really heavy pre-cum as a result of edging? I noticed a couple of times throughout the edging session that I had such heavy pre-cum I thought I'd almost ejaculated. Was unsure if anyone else had this experience at all with edging. And King Pole writes, I noticed this myself, thick, white, and adhesive enough to keep a divot stuck to your head. I don't know what that means. And more gains writes, to be honest, I'm not sure I follow exactly. Could you elaborate, please? And King Pole politely replies, everyone thinks it's the glands that causes one to ejaculate. This is not true. It's the frenulum on the underside of the penis just below the glands. If you can utilize the roof of the vagina with your cock, then you can take the pressure off the frenulum. You can also stimulate a quote-unquote g-spot orgasm from your wife by doing this as well women get better sex when they are on top and nick writes do you have a little more sage advice left king pole can i do this exercise without ejaculating at all i'm juggling a weightlifting program jp's beginner program and want to start this so i'm trying to keep my testosterone levels up on gym days and at the same time not wear myself out so i can't jelk do you have any suggestions and king pole writes ejaculate away that's an order the decrease in test levels after abstaining from ejaculation peaks at the end of seven days and starts to decline if you want big muscle ejaculate a minimum of four days per week even with ballooning i think every guy should blow his load if you don't it will come out later anyway. The theory about losing power from ejaculation is religious bullcrap not supported by the Bible or the Koran. And that thread goes on for... Jesus, how many pages? And that thread continues on for 49 pages. So we'll leave it at that and know that it is still going on today. And for the next thread, we'll return to the PE Theory and Science Forum in a thread by RBI99 entitled Larger Sack. And it goes like this. I once posted before about ball jelking and how effective it was for size enhancement. But I think calling it ball jelking, people didn't think it made much sense. After all, unlike the penis with its corpus spongiosum and corpa cavernosa chambers, our testicles don't have anything remotely like that. Therefore, jelking them sounds pretty fruitless, if not downright stupid. The reason it has worked for me and worked remarkably well is that I'm convinced that stretching the spermatic cord and forcing your testicles down to the bottom of your scrotum with that dual action stretches the sack and the cord, and while they are both quite pliable, lengthens them permanently, or at least as long as you continue doing it. I only call it jelking because it does take on some of the same characteristics. Before I started doing ball stretches, probably 60% of the time my testicles were pretty much turtled and tight against my body. When I got an erection, they immediately became tight as a drum. If the room I was sitting in or lying in was hot, and if I was wearing loose clothing and I went to take a leak, yeah, they hung pretty nicely. But that was pretty much the only time they did. And when they did, I sure wished I could look like that more often. Since I have been doing these stretches, my testicles hang just like I had wanted them to. Probably 70% of the time, if not more. When I am erect and my wife is playing with my penis, now she has two balls she can play with also. 
Obviously, just like our flaccid penises, balls don't always hang the same way all the time. No one can tell me that a guy getting undressed in front of his lady with a nicely hung flaccid penis and a nice set of swaying balls to go along with him doesn't get her juices flowing really quickly. I have read where some guys claim sack size improvement by grabbing the skin below their testes and pulling on it. Couple of things with that, namely, you have to have extra skin down there to pull, and also, it does nothing for your testes. Having a larger sack only to have your nuts hanging halfway down in them doesn't do much for me. But move those nuts down to the bottom of your increased sack, and now you have something. Stretching skin doesn't affect the spermatic cord, which is why your nuts won't move down just because you stretched out your sack. Here's what I've been doing, and I hope some of you try it and report back whether you see gains or not. I started off doing 50 upward and 50 downward stretches. I am now doing 100 in each direction. Regardless, regardless, we're not talking about much time here, and I do them at the start of my regular jelking session. Within a few weeks, I saw a dramatic improvement in how my scrotum hung, and it hangs like that most of the time now, not just for the few hours after I finish stretching them. Most important, I stretch to my testicles. I do not slide my fingers over them. For the upward stroke, I start with a grip similar to the OK grip. My thumb is between my stomach and my penis, and my other fingers are below on the underside of my scrotum. On the upward stroke, my fingers push against the sack from the underside, and my thumb pushes my penis into the sack from above. Your testicles will immediately be pushed to the bottom of your scrotum. And as you slide your fingers up, they really do like they want to burst. However, there is absolutely no discomfort. And you stop your stroke when your fingers have pushed the testicles as far as they will go. Unlike a jelk, which requires you to have a fairly firm grip around the shaft to keep the blood you are pushing ahead of your fi- Ugh. What? Unlike a jelk, which requires you to have a fairly firm grip around your shaft to keep the blood you are pushing ahead of your grip and not escaping, you don't have that concern when stretching your sack. I curl my fingers around the side of my nuts to keep them from flattening out or trying to wrap around my shaft, but my main concern is tightly sliding my fingers up the sack until my nuts are pushed as far as they can go. As a clear visual, I'm trying to push my balls up until they are even with the tip of my pecker. The downward stroke is similar, with your thumb again on the top side of the shaft and your other fingers below and on the underside of your sack. You are basically using an underhand OK grip, and your penis is pointed towards the floor. That is informational. And Radiohead writes, quoting from the beginning about pulling on his testicles, That's where I stopped reading. I have shivers all over my body right now. Don't pull on your testicles. Dangerous. You can seriously hurt your friggin' balls. You can become sterile. You can get a varicosal. You'll need surgery. Don't pull on your friggin' balls, dude, please. If you want a bigger sack, just jelk your scrotum. And McB52 writes, RBI 99, your quote-unquote ball stretcher sounds a lot like what I have been going recently, too. The reason I started this ball stretching was it seemed like my right nut was hanging higher to my body than my left nut. This seemed to cause my dick to hang more to the left. Yes, when flaccid. I have only been doing the ball stretching for about three weeks. I haven't noticed a major difference yet. I will say my sack does hang lower when warm. I don't have a frequent routine. I do it when jelking in the shower, just before bed when applying bio oil. As you mentioned, when done correctly, it does not cause pain or discomfort. I was hoping, as an added result, my testes would increase in size too. Not much, just a little bigger. Radiohead, I understand your concern, but as with any exercise, if done properly, it shouldn't cause injury. As for the sterile point you made, I'm too old to have any kids, so it's not an issue. As for the varicoselli, excuse the stupid question, what is it exactly, McBee? And RBI 99 writes, Mick, 
My right nut hangs higher than the left one, but I don't mind it at all. However, I have wondered if you concentrated on the higher one, if it would eventually start to even out over time if you concentrated on more than the other one. But have you had any luck evening yours out? An older guy replies, I stretch my nuts and my dick together as a group, stretching the skin around the top and the ligaments so my whole package hangs lower and freer. I do it to change things up while I jelk. It's gentle but effective, with no injury. If you do something that hurts, stop. I think it's great, and there's no danger. I have been playing with my junk for 40 years, and I pretty much know the territory. Oh my, well, can it be that we've already reached the end of this podcast? It seems hardly fair. There's so much more stuff to talk about. Um, so yeah, looks like unfortunately that's all the time we've got for um, penis enlargement. I mean, we barely scratched the surface over the penises that need enlarging. Who couldn't use a little uh, extra pulling on their penis with uh, weights and whatnot to make it longer? I mean, it seems so reasonable when these guys talk about it. At some point, every man, let's get real. At some point, every man is thinking about, like, you know, is my penis long enough? I mean, some of these guys, if the internet is to be believed, have 8-inch penises, and they're still working on their girth or whatever. I mean, I don't understand, but that's the way the internet works. Most of the time, I don't understand, and that's okay. To make up for the fact that uh, you may feel ripped off now that you didn't get a, a ton of penis enlargement, which is a common feeling, I'm sure, among the penis enlargement community. I will have a bonus extrasode on the blog, as usual, about some sort of penis-related topic. Penis enlargement-related topic, not just general penisry. Some sort of penis enlargement-specific topic for you, from me. Not from me, I didn't write it, but I will read it, as you know. So I just wanted to finish off the show today by um, talking briefly about the live show. It was a lot of fun. It was super stressful to do, to get prepared, but now that I've got one under the belt, I think I have a better idea of what works and what doesn't work, and I will definitely be having another show in the spring. Uh, I just talked to the theater, and they said just to give them a couple months heads up as to when I want to do another one, so I will try to do that. And I want to thank all the people that came out to the live show. The live show was, like, you know, I think double the amount of people that I thought were going to be there, because I thought only my friends were going to be there. But some people from Something Awful came, some people from Reddit came, some a foreign gentleman came. I think that he said he saw it on something awful, but I, I couldn't uh, it was just a, a blur of him thanking me and he brought a bunch of friends and I gave out posters and I, you know, there were Lou Reed's barf bags and if you want to see the live show, if you didn't, you know, if you're not on Facebook or haven't checked the blog at loureeds.com posted the video of the live show on there so you can go there if you like and check it out. It's about 40 minutes uh, and I think it goes pretty smoothly. I, you know, I incorporated the PowerPoint into the video so you can actually see it and you see all the videos that people saw as if you were there. Next time I'll have to make it a little shorter because we ran long and ended up like leaving stuff behind at the theater. Thousands of dollars worth of equipment lost. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I just left some stuff there. Didn't really matter. I made a mess. What can I say? But yeah, next time you gotta come. No excuses. Book that flight. Um, <laughs> and as always, thanks to everyone who's been leaving comments on the iTunes and commenting on the blog. I really appreciate it. We got 76 five-star reviews on iTunes. Slowly climbing towards 100. That was my goal. I would love it if you download it from iTunes on a regular basis. Just 
click over and give it five stars. You can write something if you like. It's always a fun surprise to find what people feel about the podcast. Somebody actually recently wrote, looked like they were writing a lot of stuff, but they wrote it in the title because it got cut off. And then just the whole comment was, I love this podcast, which is great. But I think they got their comment and the title reversed somehow. <laughs> so yeah, if you're one of those people who's, who listens on a regular basis, that's the problem with getting positive reviews is that people r- rarely go back and upvote or give a positive review to something they like. They just keep, in, you know, I'll just keep listening to it. But if you don't vote on it, they may go away. Anyway, the live show is over now, and I hope that I can get back into the every other week schedule, and it was fun to do something that the audience voted on. Next time, there will be no vote. Back to Lose Way, or the highway of other podcasts, which there are a lot of. Oh, and uh, if you have a podcast and you want a guest, I'm more than happy to, to be a guest on your podcast. Just contact me, you know, unless it's a podcast about the, the Holocaust is a lie or, you know, something, <laughs> something like that. Uh, I may not be interested in being in your podcast then. Oh, who knows? I, I might if we don't have to talk about that topic. But anyway, if you don't have a podcast, then I don't have to be on it because it doesn't exist. Okay, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads. I want to thank Ted Gannon for his excellent theme music. He is a fantastic human being. Anyway, so that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads, the Internet for You, Penis Enlargement Edition. I have to go jelk a little bit and then uh, stretch my nuts. So I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.